Hi, this is Sharon and welcome to Getting Unstuck. I'm a spiritual coach, medium, intuitive, and tarot reader. I'll have weekly guests with inspiring stories of how they went from stuck to unstuck. My hope is this podcast helps you get unstuck so you can begin living the life you've always dreamed of. Hey everyone, it's Sharon. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Getting Unstuck. My guest today is Kelly Chalmers from Toronto, Canada. And Kelly is an energy practitioner, astrologist, Akashic Records reader, and she is also a Mesa carrier. Mm-hmm. Did I say that correctly, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, you did. Let's start mm-hmm. there. What is a Mesa carrier? Um, a Mesa is a living system of medicine work. Um, it's the very heart of Peruvian curanderasimo. Uh, there are many different kinds of mesas. Uh, the mesa is a kind of altar and sacred medicine ground. Um, it's a tradition, it's a synthesis of Peruvian shamanic coastal traditions combined with southeastern Andean practices. Um, so it, you basically you carry this mesa with a series of initiations and you become a carrier. The mesa um, has a number of ingredients in it that are um, programmed um, to connect with higher guides and transition essences, elements of the world. Um, and it's something that you carry and it grows as you grow uh, as a person. So it's uh, wonderful. Did you describe it earlier to me before we started recording as an author? Yeah, it's when I open it up, it's a, you have a, a cloth, it's this proving cloth that's, um, it's woven by traditional Quechua people. Um, every color of the yarn has a symbol, like it has a symbolic meaning and, and then the designs inside of it. And then you have, um, similar to like a medicine wheel, you have the north, east, south, west, the corners, um, and then you apply certain essences, elements, um, mountains, uh, apus is what they call them. So everything is programmed and you're just connecting at all times with these forces of the universe. You know, I have to tell you, I've been around the block a few times, Kel. Uh I have never heard of this. Yeah, it's incredible. I I went for my 40th birthday. I went to Peru and um, received some, they're called the Munai Key Rites. Um, by a practitioner, a shamanic practitioner called Alberto Valoldo. Um, and oh, he, I've read his books. Oh, he's incredible. He's, so he's I amazing. Went on, yeah, he's incredible. So I went on a trip with, usually they only practice, offer it through the Four Winds Society. Um, they have a couple that you don't have to be a student yet that you can go on. Um, and it was life-changing. So that's oh. where that started. Yeah. And do you, do you, um, I don't know how I would want to explain, ask this question. So do you uh, approach or devote to your altar every day? Is it a practice that you've incorporated into your life? I try to every day. And while I'm, I'm working on a specific Mesa Carrier course with, um, uh, with Freddie Puma, Puma Segona. Um, it's the first time he's actually offered anything online. Normally, you would have to go to Peru to train with him, um, but he's been advised now where we are in um, what they call the Pachacuti. Um, it's time to share with everybody because things are speeding up and we need to prepare to help with humanity. Um, mm-hmm. So with him, I'm working on it a lot and I don't, I, 
I used to take it out with my Reiki um, when I had clients and I'd always open it up and um, but I'm learning new levels uh, with his course right now of how deep I can go with this. So I, I'm still in the learning phase. Yeah, I can't wait to watch you go. Yeah. <laughs> Very interested in it. Yeah, go yeah. you. So let's start at the beginning for you. Tell me about when you started your spiritual journey. I've always been interested in the occult, I would say, like from the time I was a little girl, I had I used to have these time life books on like the unknown mysteries, like in the 80s. So my mom got those for me and I just like devoured them, like how to have out of body experiences and play with Ouija boards and seances. Um, so it's always been there. Um, I'd say that when I was in my 20s, I had I think I was 21, 20 or 21, and I had my first Reiki session. I was working in a festival, a mountain festival somewhere out in BC, and I received this session. And from there, it just, things kept coming to me. I've just always had spiritual, um, spiritual teachers, guides come to me in my life. Um, and before everyone was online, it would be in a bookshop. It was on an airplane. Some lady would, you know, whisper something to me of like old teachings. And so I, I don't know. It's always been on my path. Yeah, it's, it sounds to me almost as if you were you just came into this earth open. And yeah, ready. I have no choice but to follow yeah. this. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how I thought in my head when you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is you. Yeah, and even when I've done my chart now, my my astro, my birth chart. It's part of my birth chart. Like it's my highest calling to yes. be into spirituality and to assist people on their path. It's it's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. So, in addition to all of the energy work and that you do, you also have a nine to five. I do. And yeah. Yes, I do. And how do you? How would you say that you integrate your spiritual self with your nine to five? Because you know, the more people I talk to, it seems like spirituality is really beginning to take hold mm -hmm. and and a lot of people are trying to integrate that in their daily lives so um tell me how you do that with your day job and integrating your spiritual self there it's uh, it's been a struggle i feel like i'm in a good spot now but there were times where i thought i had to give up because i work in a very corporate culture i work for um i do long-term strategic technology transformation projects so a project that will put in it'll, it'll be a hundred million dollars over three years time to put in a whole new project for a big company like a bank where you're changing the way people do work um so very corporate um and really corporate and kind of part of like capitalism and this and that technology how fast it's going so i felt like i had to make a choice at one time um that i thought I, I have to get out of this world because it's eating me up it's, i'm not supposed to be like here but as i've gone deeper into my practices and made more space for myself and allowed myself to build um an energetic uh practice with a business on the side i feel like i've created more room in my life and i've actually seen the work that i do nine to five as a blessing um i've tripled my income since I started doing this, like from when where I was 10, 15 years ago, what my salary was, it's now tripled. I mean, this could be my age, 
but I do attribute some of my success to the practices from my energetic practice. And I've been able to kind of carve out something in the corporate world that really suits me. Um, so it's just, it's turned into a real balance, but I did struggle. It's only in say in the last two years that I've really been able to incorporate it into this balanced state um, without this internal conflict that I was having. Yeah. And you know, I feel like as I pursued my own spiritual pursuits, it seemed like the more I fell in love with myself and the world, yeah. that the less I needed. And it seems like the less I needed, the more I got. Because I, I quit my day job to do intuitive readings and coaching. And when I got to a point where I could really see the bigger picture of life, like as you were describing, right? The bigger mm -hmm. picture of everything, it just seemed like everything fell into, into place in, in a perfect way. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, and even during my nine to five job, I was able to do the same as you, is just kind of integrate. Because I am who I am no matter where I go. Mm-hmm, me too. And, yeah. And one of my mentors, and your friend and mentor, Deb Hastings, said to me, you know, every moment is a spiritual moment. Absolutely. It, yeah, that stuck with me. So whether I was at my nine to five or sitting with a client, I think every moment is just um, lovely and spiritual. And well, yeah, and even like with work, like I feel like so many spiritual people are like, oh, you have to get out of the world and go to Bali and go do this and go do that. And that's not attainable for somebody with three, four kids to feed and put through university and without being a little bit selfish, I would say. Um, that's, you know, but there is a way to connect to that spirituality of life all the time. Like every connection you make at work is a relationship. So if those people that are at that day job are bothering you and there's something you hate about everybody at your work, that means there's some work to do inside because there's a mirror that's happening and you're in that spot for a reason, right? So I look at everything as an opportunity to learn. Yeah, 100% I agree with you there. Yeah, that was a very good point. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is the work you do with um, the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I know that you, you so you have your United job and you also have a business where you do energy work, Akashic reading, and I know you, you found this new love for astrology, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Yes. So can you tell me what kind of work you do with clients on the Akashic and how does it help people? So the Akashic are one of my favorite ones because this really opened my business up to being anywhere because um, we do this one over the phone. Um, I generally like to do, I could do them in person, but I like to actually be separate from people so everyone can be in their own zone and just go deep inside. Um, so I connect with the Akashic Records. Um, the Akashic Records are best known by a gentleman by the name of Edgar Casey. Um, he was in, I guess it was in the early 1900s. He had thousands of downloads and transmissions from the records, um, channelings that he would write and had predictions about people's health and the future and where to find things. Um, you can just, anything, you can ask anything to the Akashic Records because it is the record of all that is in an infinite space. Um, in his time, he referred to this as a library. And I like to attribute that to 
in the 1900s where everybody gained their knowledge was from a written book, a, book, a printed book, um, and you would go to a library, like the act of going there. So you would picture that's how you're getting this information. Whereas now we've moved into the computer chip, we've learned into the cloud. And to me, I feel like I'm downloading information when this comes to me. Um, and it's just this connection to this like crystalline library. Um, when you think about like a computer chip and the quartz inside your computer chip, how much is there? It's like a speck of what's available. So you can go into um, the present state if you're having uh, relationship issues, if you're trying to figure out whether to leave a job, move, yada, yada, yada. Um, or we can go really deep and go into the past of your present life or other lives before. Um, and you basically connect with your higher self and all of the guides that um, are with you on a daily basis that you might not be aware of, um, but they're always there. So we go into the records and we connect to that together. And usually, sorry, I was going to say, it's like a half hour session that I do. And I have somebody, you give me three questions. Um, and then we work on those three questions and every client I've ever had, we've resolved it and they're amazed usually by the end of the call. Wow. Yeah. So, for, so anybody who is feeling maybe stuck in their life or stuck in a job, like you're saying, relationship doesn't matter, get into their Akashic record and you can help guide them along based on what you're seeing in the Akash. I channel the guidance. So I'm not me myself. It's channeling through me. So I'm receiving the messages from their guides. Got it. All right. Yeah. Have you, have you read, can you read your own records, Kel? Oh yeah. 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 And ha have great. you found something like in a, maybe a past life that you were blown away by? Absolutely. And like to the level of detail that, like I, I have um, a psoriasis ever since my Peru, Peru trip and when I turned 40, I developed this psoriasis on my legs, never had any problems. And I kept trying to go to like, what the heart of this, how, why do I have this? What's this immune dysfunction? I changed my diet. I did all these things. Um, couldn't figure it out. And I went and I did a reading with my Akashic records and I went deep into a past life where Essentially, I had shackles on, I, on my on my ankles and my feet, like the old school ones, right? That would go around, and there was like there's parts that are on my calves that that's where um, the I guess I don't know, is a wire like the the shackles were attached to like a metal cord kind of thing, and that was like wrapped around my legs. A chain, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And I had this really in depth. Um, it was like a movie. That went and it's not completely gone but it's gotten better since then yeah like they've actually lessened the marks that are on my legs and like it doesn't bother me it just shows up a little bit darker sometimes but it comes up and yeah. did you did was it revealed to you who shackled you or not even who but why you were shackled oh totally it was like i was um a mariner about to go on the ships from spain over to North America, I guess, at the time, or wherever they ended up. And I had had an affair with the ship owner, the ship owner's wife. And I loved her. And I, he, he had like um, embarrassed her in public. And I, I got angry and I stood up for her. She totally ignored me and like turned her back on me. I ended up in jail. 
um he locked me up and i don't know if i think i didn't get to the point where if i died or not i don't think i did it was um it was a year ago i did this or maybe two years ago um and i ended up in prison he went and made all these riches and then i lost this huge opportunity in my life which again speaks to like your money things right so i lost this opportunity i lost out on love i lost out on money and I ended up dying this miserable person that lost out on all these things. And I didn't trust love. I didn't trust the wealthy. And so that all came out. And it's funny because in the two years since then, the money thing has very shifted a lot. So yeah. there's all these energetic imprints that we carry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting to me. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. go deep and it was, yeah. and it's fast. Like it's in this, um, like all of that came to me in probably five minutes, like not even, you know, and it just, it's detail. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite interesting. Right. I love it. So let's talk about your new love and passion astrology. It's a specific kind too. Is that correct? Yes. It's called evolutionary astrology. Um, so it's, it's an astrology, like in, if we look at the horoscopes, and we look at like what most people think of as like the sun signs and what you read in the paper being the holy grail. And um, there, it's almost like fate is driving things and you have no choice in the matter of what's going to happen. Whereas when I look at an astro astrological wheel and your birth chart, there are always these instances where you can learn um, from the polarity within your chart. You can bring in different um opposing characteristics to help you with your current situation. So there's always room to transcend, basically. You're not, fate isn't the driver. There's a map, I call it like the birth chart is kind of like the map to your soul. And then you can review and learn and see where your challenges are and look at what best um, tools you can use to transcend where those challenges are rather than repeating them over and over again. Okay. And what information, if someone booked a session with you, would they need to give you place and date? Oh, birth? just their birth date, the time, the place of their birth and the birth time. The birth time is very important. So it can be tricky. Some people may not have a relationship with their parents or the parents have passed away and they never got the, cause for some reason your birth time is not on your birth certificate, which I don't understand cause it's so important. Um, but in those instances, I just make it 12 p.m. Okay. <laughs> just, like it's just you're somewhere in the middle. Like you, you might not have that detail, detail, but you should be overall okay. Mm -hmm. um, I have two different charts that I offer at this moment in time. I will be going deeper as I learn more. Um, astrology is going to be a lifelong uh, pursuit, so it just keeps going and going. Um, but I offer the first is your inner planets um, and that will give you an idea of what people see, um, what you are attracted to within love, life, uh, love, luck, money, jobs, uh, family, just kind of like the overall you. And then the second chart is what I call the outer planets. And when we go into those, that's when we get deeper into your karmic relationships, your karmic patterns, possible past life issues. And this is where you kind of really dig in. Like, whereas the first part is usually sunny and positive and you're like, oh yeah, and it just kind of 
reaffirms everything that you think about yourself and you're like yeah that's me and then we get to the second chart reading and it gets a little bit deeper that's kind of where the sticky stuff comes in but yeah the second part to me sounds a little bit like therapy it is yeah oh it's mind-blowing like how deep we can go in yeah yeah. we'll peel all the layers back yeah like why you're avoiding relationships are you sick all the time are you you know like there's just these things again imprints of essences from other lives that we carry into this one and it's part of the wheel of learning how to stop repeating those patterns i wanted to ask you something when on on your facebook page your name is listed as kelly wabi sabi yeah so i just wanted to ask you what the wabi sabi means because i smile every time you come across my feed oh yeah well it's funny um that page originally started as it was a friend that was writing a book and this is before a lot of people were actually getting involved in facebook groups and things like that um he was writing a book and he encouraged people that wanted to be part of this book to come up with um an alter ego persona of somebody you would want to be. So I had been learning about Wabasabi and I called myself Princess Wabasabi and I opened this page and this page has evolved tenth, like it's crazy. Like I actually have become the person that I wanted to be in that. Um, But Wabasabi, it's a Japanese world, well, it's a worldview, but it's uh, originated from in Japan. Um, centered on the acceptance of transience and imperfection. The aesthetic is sometimes described as one of beauty that is imperfect, impermanent, and incomplete. The word wabi itself is um, understated elegance, and sabi is taking pleasure in the imperfect. So at the time of this, the wabi-sabi philosophy was really connecting with me. I was in my late 30s, that like youthful, blossom beauty of a woman was like kind of starting to go the other way the yeah. age and <clears throat> being a mom and like you know putting on weight losing weight and my house was a mess sometimes and I, I was just I was really caught up in this everything has to be perfect and I'm not achieving enough and I need to do this and I need to do that and I found society with like Instagram and the women and the the magazines like it was just getting to me like this perfect illusion all the time um and i found this philosophy and i went yeah like that's i love it um so also at the time i I had just finished my reiki too so i was able to start charging for clients but i never did i kept thinking i have to take more courses i have once i do this and i hit this then i'll feel better and i realized it's never going to be perfect and none of my teachers were perfect and I needed to just jump into the deep end and kind of like go forward with this energetic practice and um, and embrace the challenge of it. So this is where I added Kelly Wabasabi. So I love it. Yeah. And my clients that come as well, like it was kind of like none of us are perfect. Like don't I always found people apologizing and oh I'm sorry I'm not doing well today and I'm like that's why I'm here. like that's what we're here for and. So it's just, it's really, I really embraced it. Um, and it was a, it was just this synchronic, synchronistic gift, I guess, that came from the universe. And I love it. Yeah. Well, I have to say again, I smile every time I see you on my <laughs> Facebook feed. And I think there's something so beautiful about the messiness that we bring to life. And 
the freedom that we have when we just embrace that messiness and embrace the imperfections and let go of the control because on the other side of that, there is a ton of freedom. Oh yeah. It boxes you in when you're trying to achieve that perfection and it takes so much energy from other things, you know, and it's just even, I'm in a reno right now and, and something like we have our front hallway, it's this beautiful tile. He laid it and then he was short one box and he was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm at this point where I'm like, whatever, like, we'll get the tile. You'll come back whenever it's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just because I'm like, it's okay. It's not perfect, but it will be one day. And until right. then I'm not, there's nothing to be upset about here. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Be angry. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's really learning. Like, I think what you're saying is not to sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. It is all small stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, so you're a mom. Yes. Once I have a son, he's 12 years old. That's mm -hmm. a fun age. And yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, and you have a nine to five and you also work your side job with your energy work, astrology. So mm -hmm. what what do you use or what do you do kelly to help you stay centered and grounded it, you know life is hectic sometimes life is hard sometimes but we also have covid happening as well so it's a new norm for all of us mm -hmm. so what are the steps you take or the things you do to stay centered and grounded simple things i'd say has been definitely one rule i made a long time ago so i i like wine i like to drink wine but I yeah. don't have alcohol or any substances when I'm feeling stressed. I only yeah. use them for celebration. Yeah. Um, so on the stress days, I have a cup of tea at night. I go to bed. Um, I take a bath with with salts and my crystals and I chill out and I look at where things are in disarray and I'm like, okay, the office is a mess, which it is right now. And it's like, okay, go and take care of yourself, clear the energy. So I think I just try to remain conscious, but I also know boundaries as well. Like um, re we're going through a reno right now. Uh, we had a fire, we, we have COVID. Um, I started a new day job. So my energy practice, I'm, I'm not, it's not the forefront right now because to do everything would be too much. So I know what I can move and when I can't, I shift things. And I don't feel that I have to do all of this all at the same time. Like I know when to just go, okay, I need to remove something right now. I need to be, um, I need to go with the flow of what's happening here and not hang on to things. I, I've learned how to let go of what's not serving me at the time and really pay attention to um, move things in and out. Yeah, I love, I especially love what you said about letting go because I feel like holding on to things too tight uh, creates such stress in our bodies, like, or the, or using the have tos or shoulds, mm -hmm. and it just causes a lot of stress. So I love that you, you know, your boundaries with things and mm -hmm. yeah, your priority is taking care of yourself and your family and everything else is. Yeah. Well, and with the energy practice, I used to feel like I was on this deadline, you know, and again, with the Instagram and social media, like you're seeing all these like bodacious goddess babes, like with their 
businesses and just give it your all and get into your six figures for this month and I can teach you that and you're like oh maybe I'm not doing it right and I realized I'm not here um, to do this as um, an economic pursuit this is my life this is my life forever um, it's not a race and it's not I'm not here to compare myself with other people like what will come to me that is supposed to come to me will and I've learned that with my clients where when I'm not ready to have clients and things are too busy, I tend to not get them. But as soon as I open things up, I get the phone calls from old clients that are like, hi, I haven't seen you in a while and I have a recommendation and the energy brings it, you open yourself back up to it. So I've learned to trust that. Well said, Kelly. Yeah, same. I've, I've actually run my practice exactly the same way. Yeah. And I, I, I was scared. And again, it was the clinging, right? Like yeah. clinging and chasing. And when you do that, those are like negative vibes. So like it's repelling rather than attracting to you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's just really kind of trusting the universe more and surrendering to, okay, like if I don't have it now, it will come again. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I literally think my middle name is surrender. When you and I spoke last week, we, we were doing the pre-interview discussion. And when we finished, we were just chit-chatting and you mentioned to me that there had been a fire at your house. And one, if you could describe what happened because I truly want a public, public service announcement about what had happened. Oh, yeah. Because I even said to my husband, did you know? And he's like, yeah, doesn't everybody know that? I didn't know that. So no. I'd like you to tell everyone what happened. And also I'm curious, was there a, a do you think there was a spiritual lesson in that um, event? So um, I'll, let, I'll hand it over for you, for you to uh, tell everybody what happened. Um, so I, it was June 1st or May 31st. I'd been cleaning my back deck, getting it all ready for the summer. Um, so I planted a big vegetable garden, one of those big Costco stand up vegetable garden thing. Like we had, you know, you had lettuce and carrots and cucumbers. It was all in there, ready to go. Um, all my other plants were moved around and everything. We had the umbrella up, everything it was beautiful. Um, but I had one old planter uh, that I used for clippings. And, you know, last year, like if people were smokers, they would put, yeah, throw your cigarette butt in there, like, you know, keep it off the deck, whatever. Um, so there were old ones in there and just old dried leaves. And I moved it out of the way while I cleaned something in front of a very big glass window. Um, and we have a south facing view, so it gets very hot. It had never been there before. I just put it not thinking um and then the next day hot 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 sunny day um i was in my office upstairs and i heard a bang um and then another loud bang and i thought it was my son i knew he was out so i thought he was just coming in to grab something and i got like what the hell jack you know and i went to go downstairs and as i did the same time i smelt it and saw it the fire alarms went off um, and I saw flames coming and I thought it was actually my couch on fire on the inside. So I went to get water in the kitchen. And as I'm looking at this couch, I realized it's from the outside. So I went out and there was a hose luckily right there. Um, and I just started spraying it down. And that time the smoke had gone so fast, like neighbors had been outside. So they'd called the, the fire department right away. 
And then my husband had run upstairs. He ran out and turned off the gas line to our barbecue where the fire was, thank God, because all, all I could think about was to use the hose. Um, so it spread very, very quickly because it was right next to where we planted all the vegetables too. That whole thing melted and broke down, but all of the soil within that caught fire because of the fertilizer in the soil. Um, so it happened very quickly. I think it was like six minutes, um, but it ended up being $40,000 worth of damage to the house. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was it was just over very very fast um the funny thing not the funny but it was the weekend the riots started in um the states where after um the george floyd killings and people started walking and i remember writing something on a post about saying like these protests are supposed to like they're, they're, they're feeding the flame of what, of justice. And I wrote the words about fire. Um, and I'd had a session that I was doing. I was doing a, um, a weekly session while we were in COVID um, about chakras and giving distance Reiki. And it was my last one. And I did a sacred fire ceremony for the first time, the day, like on the Saturday or something like that. So all these things came in, right? Like there was this fire. I kept, I used the word fire, flame, rise up. And, and then here to have this like magnified in my own life. Um, and it just, it made, I think before that, my husband, um, he's in global events. So his whole company, um, like in the first three months, they lost $750,000 of revenue. Um, by canceled events that were around the world. So he's really been struggling. Um, we were in this fear base and all of a sudden it went, okay, no, like appreciate what you have. Like we have our life, like it's not all money. Um, and we're really lucky to be safe. Like it took me about a week to realize that the house could have blown up with us inside of it uh, if I had not gotten out as quickly as I did. Um, because of the gas line, how close it was, like we would have just poof. So just to have great gratitude um, and we got centered in our own family and just, um, uh, it, it, it just, it, I guess fire sometimes, I remember going for a hike in a forest and they talked about where a forest fire was and how like the ashes restore the soil um and it just it's one of the best things that can actually happen to a forest because it restores and brings like such health to the soil and i kind of feel like that happened to us as a family like it just i'd been getting caught up in the covid and the anger that was coming from from the movements and like just feeling agitated and it just knocked it right out and then even with the fire like itself we had 30 people in my house within a day or two because of the firemen the insurance assessors like so that whole covid fear like of people coming and being careful and it was just like whatever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah and then like it just um I, we had to go live with my mom for a bit so we had like a good relationship like we had to ease into a relationship living with her and but being grateful for that right and so it, it offered a lot of gifts and I think um any tragedy like it could have been a tragic situation it was an accident but anything that comes into your life like 
And my husband kept saying, we're so unlucky, like at the beginning. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we're alive. And then insurance covered everything. We actually got this beautiful door that I could never have, I wouldn't have had the money to replace as part of our other renos. Like it worked out beautifully. Um, and I just said, like, we're so lucky. Like you have to spin this round. Like, you know, and then it took him a bit. And for sure enough, he's like, you know what? You're right. And so it's been a gift. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer there's a silver lining in everything. You just mm -hmm. have to look for it. But I, I love that story. And, you know, fire being, you know, one of the elements is such a transformative element yes. of the world, right? And it looks like it transformed you and your husband. Well, oh, I have chills right now. So my MESA, uh, my course that I'm in, uh, we're working with programming these elements and the element I'm working with is fire this week. So it's funny that like it's great that you brought this up. So yeah. Interesting. I, Kelly. And I was scared too though. I was scared because I'm like, oh my God, I hope I don't have another fire. <laughs> we right. can learn my lesson. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Enough. I got it. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so Kelly, if anyone wanted to book a Akashic Record or Astrology or Reiki session with you, how can they find you? Well, I'm on as a public profile on um, Facebook as Kelly Wabasabi Chalmers. So anyone can look me up there and send a message. Um, and then through my email, uh, kelly at platformproductions.com. Okay, I'll put uh, that your uh, Facebook name and your email in the show notes as well. Okay, um, thank so you. that your people can reach out to you. And I just want to thank you for your time today. My hope is this podcast helps you get unstuck so you can begin living the life you've always dreamed of. 